Hello and welcome to Whatever Comes Next, the number one podcast for creatives according to our mums. I'm Elise. And I'm Danny. And this week we are talking about brand reputation, brand reputation damage and uh, doing a little bit of damage control when that happens. Mm -hmm. There's been a little bit of controversy happening lately and we thought it was an interesting topic to kind of delve into. Absolutely it is. But uh, before we get into it. What's going on, Dee? How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Wrapping up. We're getting ready for Christmas. So close. I'm so um, excited. So close. Fucking, I feel like clients are just like, get me this now. Oh, like we're trying to get it out real out the door before Christmas? I don't get it. We've been in lockdown for two years <laughs> now. You've had so much time. Yeah. Well, what's Christmas 2021 got to do? Maybe they're yeah. thinking like 2022, we're going to start fresh. fresh. Start. We're going to bang this out. Yeah. And yeah, just like... It's actually quite frustrating mm. that clients can be so like that. Yeah. And literally some people are wrapping up this week, Wednesday, yep. Thursday. Yeah. Like it's crazy to think that people are just like, I need this now. How, why do people think that's okay? Yeah. No, if, I get you. If that was any other like industry, like people would just be like, no. Yeah. Are you kidding? Yep. Two days before holidays. Yep. And people they're like said this isn't like it has to be done by then and then inevitably that deadline passes because of them because Mm -hmm. they don't get ready in time and then it suddenly it's like oh that deadline didn't matter at all right client deadlines suck yeah especially with the web design yeah if a client gives you a deadline you can blow that out by like like two months if they don't have copy oh every single website project ever will be blown out by the client not having their content ready it's crazy to think that they're like, yes, we need this, we need this, we need this. How quick can you do it? Yeah. How quick can you have your content well, ready, mate? That's the thing. It can be done quickly and expensively. It can't be done quickly and cheaply. <laughs> you charge people extra if they want stuff quick. That's true. And if you want it done well, it can't be quick. No. There is no such thing as cheap, well done, quickly produced design. No. You got Something's got to give. So yeah, I think, 100% agree. I think you should charge people a quick fee. Oh, I just don't do things quick. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Just say no. Branding is not quick. Mm-mm. You want something quick? You, I'm not the person for you. Yeah, there are some things where you can skimp on, like mm. the effort put into it. That yeah. ain't one of them. No, absolutely not. A what brand. A, what a ramble straight off the bat from us. <laughs> we got really passionate just then. <laughs> we did. It really, it really ticks me off though. Oh yeah. Like if it was any other industry, like plumber. A different kind of trade. Sorry, plumbers, you're getting a rap again. <laughs> Sorry, plumbers. We don't dislike plumbers. No, my husband's a plumber. Why do you think design and websites are like any different? Yeah. Can I only move as quickly as I can click, mate? Oh, and as quickly as my mind will let me sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Got to wait for the inspiration to right. strike. Sometimes it's not coming. I mean, we make a joke, but that's actually true. Like, you can't, it's, it's just like a brain up here. Oh. It's not like ordered and logical and working to a T. It's just when the inspiration strikes, sure, you can have some work. Otherwise, no. This is what I don't get with like um, bosses or like big agencies that make you sit at your desk for eight hours a day. Yeah. Retract your time, make sure you're logging this much time, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. How do you want me to do that yep. if I don't have any inspiration, but yeah, I feel 100%. like I have to be glued to my desk? 100%. Which is exactly how I felt when I first started in the industry yeah I felt like I had to be at my desk all the time I feel like any boss these days or like since having COVID even Mm. like there's the flexibility there that bosses should now understand that 
your 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 employees are trusted enough to work at home in their own homes. So mm. why can't they be trusted enough to take break and just to do whatever they need to do? Go to the gym, mm. go for a walk, do whatever. Know that they're going to come back and put in the hours mm-hmm. to get that job done. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think like, and it's not like the there's such a like stereotype of like you know creatives and artists and stuff just being like difficult and divas and mm-hmm. like gotta wait for the muse to strike. But like you. If you don't have an idea, you don't have work. That's like, right. You see, they're tinkering. Yeah. What's the point of tinkering? You'd rather spend your time doing something else, right? Like if I'm doing design work, like either freelance or like for fun or whatever it is, I'm doing that at like 11 o'clock at night because not because I have to, like, that's just when I'm inspired. If the inspiration s- strikes, I am going to do that for five hours straight and not even take a breather to like eat. Absolutely. Right. Because you just like get so. You like, get in your flow. You do. Oh. Mm. You get you get into a drumming floor over there (laughs) and yeah you don't want to stop right and like sometimes that doesn't happen during the day and yeah there are times where it goes like you go like three hours and it's like I didn't have a single idea like because but because of the way that and it's not just like it's it's the the entire it's capitalism it's like the the eight hour work day is like you're meant to be like clocked on and productive for that whole time Mm -hmm. and like it just does not like it probably doesn't work for like a heap of industries but it especially doesn't work for us like there are going to be times where I am twiddling my thumbs because I don't have the right all the things aren't coming together to form the right idea Mm -hmm. which is why like then I also hate the stigma that people can call you at any time of the day like I know I have my own business I should be answering my phone but like I like to work sometimes during the night Mm. And I don't want to be contacted during the day because I'm either with the kids or whatever. Like it's a really hard thing to juggle the client expectation, Mm -hmm. the client expectation of the hours that you should be working. Mm -hmm. And then like what you actually are working. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this is a really big, heavy topic to get (laughs) on Such an intro. (laughs) But yeah, like Mm. that's what's been great. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame you. That's what's been getting me going this week. Yeah. I don't blame you. What about you, eh? (laughs) I'm just excited for Christmas. I'm so excited for the year to wrap up Mm -hmm. I just like I'm not one for the new year's resolutions and the like everything changes on January 1st December yeah (laughs) I'm more like if I want to change something I'll just change it today Mm -hmm. but this year COVID all the shit that's happened this year I'm just like yeah no literally like 11 59 I'm it's everything blank slate so I'm very excited for the end of the year for some time off to just like chill out go down the coast Readable. All of that. Oh, so much reading. Um, Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Oh, I thought you said you have any books that I've read. Uh, New Year's resolutions just change everything about my life. I'm like, I'm going to sleep better, eat better, oh, read more. These expectations yeah, no, are so high. So high. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be happy if I like stop scrolling TikTok so much. Um, but can I tell you a book that I read? Yes, please do. Okay, so I read, I just finished, I told you a couple of weeks ago that I was reading The Song of Achilles. Mm-hmm. I put it down because I was like, oh, it's getting a bit slow and I just don't want to pick it up. Picked it up on the weekend, finished it off. Oh, so good. Loved really? it. Yep. Song it, of Achilles. It, Noted. it ended, like it, it's, I would probably give it like a three and a half stars out of five. Mm-hmm. Like it was good, not amazing. I'll read it again one day, but like not for a while. Um, but it just, the way it ended, because like it just got like, quite slow and like the book goes for like I don't know 10 a bit over 10 years no longer 10 15 years Mm -hmm. and so like you get to like about three quarters of the way through and it's like 
years passing really quickly oh. just slows right down yeah um, i would definitely skip that but then the last quarter i was like gripped it was great heartbreaking oh, all the things so cry i didn't cry no i would probably cry right you might cry yeah i uh, cry over the really simple things so it is like there is something that would generally make me cry but the way that the story is told you don't really have time to like sit there and be like devastated because like it just keeps going it keeps going in a kind of positive way so without spoiling it that's kind of yeah so i read that and then i put that down and immediately picked up another book and this was like 1 30 on sunday afternoon and then i finished the book that i read that i picked up so i picked up it's called my policeman mm-hmm. uh it's about uh it's based in like 1950s brighton in england okay uh it's got like the characters are gay and it's like about like homosexuality was illegal then like it's just it's a very and it's about like relationships and it's really good I really liked it I did take a screenshot of that I did send I'm it to read you that yeah. on the weekend not the weekend over the holidays yeah I recommend so yeah that one's probably like a four out of five for oh me. stop it it's good yep. good one I liked it a lot so yeah that's what I read Sounds so exciting. I love yep. a good book. Mm-hmm. Especially two books, eh? I know. Wow. I, like, the, But this is me. I didn't – like I put down Song of Achilles for like three weeks and mm. then I read two books in a day. Well, that's <laughs> like me. I'll read a book every three days and then I will just stop. Yeah. It's got to be – like it's got to be really gripping. Mm. I love when I get a story that I just like – I'm like forego like eating. I like when I go get back-to-back good ones. Yeah. if I get like – so I went through – I think it was like middle of the year. I think I turned over like five books so quickly and then I hit mm. one I was like – yeah yeah and then i haven't read since and then i hate when you get in that little drought and you just like don't read for like three months and and you really like, need to get a real light fluffy one to you do you something that it. just like you can smash it out in a day and it it's really fluffy tickles. look the perfect reset book is like a fluffy romance novel oh yeah 100 percent. the hating game Love i still haven't read that one what? i'm sorry you recommended that to me ages ago i did but this is the problem i have so many freaking new books on my <laughs> shelf i'm trying to work through them first yeah fair yeah Shall we get into our little brand reputation and damage control episode? Let's do it. Let's kick it off with a little bit of a luxury brand. We're going to have a little take a look at the um, Chanel advent calendar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What a debacle that is. A little bit. It's everywhere on TikTok. I mean, I don't have TikTok. I've seen it on Facebook from TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So on, was it the 2nd of December? Yep, earlier this month. Yep. A TikTok user named Elise Harmon uploaded a video opening this year's Chanel advent calendar. Do you get an advent calendar, eh? Did did I get... Do you get one in general? Oh, I get a chocolate one. I don't get the Chanel one. Who is spending... What was it? Like $1,200 on an advent calendar is what I want to know. Rich people. Well, actually, we'll get into that mm. in a little bit. But yes, people that ha- are b- not buying Cadbury calendars, that's who's buying Chanel ones. <laughs> like, Why? I mean, anyway, so <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so the Chanel, this uh, video yeah. of the Chanel advent calendar currently has 17.5 million views yeah. since it was posted. Um, and I'm going to say this again, since it was posted, yeah. she has added some more videos about the calendar, like yeah. her opening it, mm-hmm. et cetera, showing what she gets. So um, the videos all up have a collective view count of almost 80 million views in total. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of views. So many views. It went gangbusters. It went absolutely viral. Like I I remember seeing it like pretty early and it was like when I saw it, it was literally like tens of millions. Like it's 
It was it was like the only thing happening on TikTok for a day. <laughs> wow, I need to get TikTok. Yeah, don't. <laughs> You'll waste time. So uh, the controversy around this calendar mm-hmm. is that, like I said before, it costs twelve hundred, nearly twelve hundred dollars Australian. Yep. Um, and it included. <laughs> this is a funny thing. Yeah. And it included items like, <laughs> so bad, an empty dust bag. Get me one of them. <laughs> Some Chanel stickers. Mm-hmm. A magnet. Oh, mm. look, it gets funnier. And a flip book. The flip book is probably the worst one for me. A flip uh, book. I don't know. Stickers. What the fuck are you going to do with A stickers? flip book? Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Yeah. So in total, there's 27 days in this calendar. Yep. Seven of these days are beauty products. Yep. And only four of them are full-size beauty products. Yep. So there was a couple of lipsticks, hand cream, that sort of thing, but only four full-sized. I mean, you can buy a, nearly buy a wallet for that. Well, that's the thing. You look at like the the idea majority, because like lots of brands do these advent calendars. Mm-hmm. Majority of them, you're getting a bargain. You're getting, they'll say like this, it costs this much. Value is like twice as much. Well, usually you get like little like testers or samples of things or like festive kind of yeah. limited edition kind of products, right? Like you're expecting to get like if it's like a beauty brand, like beauty products in every single one. Mm-hmm. And yes, some of them will be minis, but you're expecting products for every single one. Yeah. And 27 days. Yeah. That's also a lot. Like I don't, from a consumer perspective, like I, I bought the go-to one. Yeah. 12 days. Yeah. Okay. Like I don't know what you'd really expect to get in 27 days. That's true. For like that's $1,200, okay, but that's not a lot of – when you really think about it, there's not a lot of beauty products. Yeah, that's fair. Like especially for for a Chanel range. Like, yeah. But like – They could have just done 12 days, cut out all the stupid things. Absolutely. Like they should have thought about that a little bit better. They should <laughs> They should have thought this through a lot more. <laughs> um, so Elise claims that Chanel's TikTok blocked her. Yeah. Um, a lot of other users are saying that um, are suggesting that Chanel had wiped their TikTok account. Yeah. But Chanel has responded saying, "Our account has never been activated. No content has ever been published. It is. It has no subscribers and it, it has no subscription. Yep. The page therefore appears empty to anyone who visits it." Yes, which I I visited. It said it was a private account. I don't know what it was before. I wasn't following before. Okay, I'm like, calling bullshit. Yeah, look, like Chanel has denied that they blocked anyone. They've denied any of this, but it like it is a bit sus that it's private. Mm. You wouldn't think that a luxury brand would be private. You would think um, because like a luxury brand or any like large brand would have a marketing team. They would kind of secure handles across every platform. Even if they weren't thinking about like using it just yet, they would secure that handle. So then in the future, it is there for them. Yes. Right. Which technically speaking, it could be what they've done. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know that it would have been private, but uh, but I suppose they wouldn't want people following it. So yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it's yeah. always been private. Maybe. So yeah, they, they could be telling the truth. There. Yeah. But it's just a little bit bizarre that in this one circumstance, yeah. that they get copying so much backlash. Yep. And then the other thing is that Chanel they disclosed every single product that's in this calendar on their website. Did they? You can still currently buy this calendar, which I find a bit bananas. But if you go on it, like. It has an image of, oh, sorry. (laughs) It has has an image of all of the 
like every door, all the contents of all the doors. Yeah, right. And it lists them. It tells you whether it's full-sized or sample-sized. Does it tell you getting a dust bag? Yes. It's all on the website. So they haven't misled anyone. Right. So kind of this is on her. Like the Yeah. Like if you've bought this and like, yes, I get people might have wanted to keep it a surprise, but it's like they have, Chanel hasn't done anything wrong technically. It Mm -hmm. might not, you might not think it's good value, but they haven't done anything wrong. Mm. So I think that's important to remember that they did disclose everything that, that was in this. absolutely important to in remember. this calendar. So. But the social platform was blown up. It's gone bananas and it, it doesn't really matter. It's what, you know, the semantics of it. People are pissed. People have certain opinions now and the damage is kind of done. I feel like the people that have the opinions though are their target market. Well, that's the thing, right? So the, I was kind of looking into this because you have a brand like Chanel, like they're, in terms of their luxury goods, their leather goods, their ready-to-wear stuff, all of that, the entry point, like a handbag, is probably $5,000. Mm-hmm. They are a very high price point and every luxury brand does it. They have a cosmetic line, they have their beauty products so that there is a lower price point that more people can access them. Yeah. Like that's literally why beauty brands exist, I'm sorry, beauty lines exist in luxury brands. Um I was looking up online and apparently the beauty stuff accounts for a third, roughly, of Chanel's business. So a massive portion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do this so that, like, people can afford it sooner in life and then they hope that people will be like, I love this brand, and then when they can afford a bag, they'll buy a bag. And I think that this calendar is that category. Like, it's the same as the beauty products. Like, the calendar, $1,100 here, like, Yes, that's more than a lipstick, but like it's still that like it's way lower than a five thousand dollar handbag. So I fit it's the idea that oh, I have I have a Chanel product right? exactly. So I think that the they're targeting they're not targeting their five thousand dollar handbag or their twenty thousand dollar handbag customers. They're targeting the people that can't really afford that or don't want to spend their money on that. And so I don't like. I don't think the people that buy twenty thousand dollars Chanel handbags care about this. No, I, they're, they're probably in the Cadbury. They're probably in the Cadbury advent calendars. <laughs> True. They're spending their money on the handbags I, and they're buying chocolate cal- advent I, calendars. If, if I get to the point in life where I can afford a twenty thousand dollars Chanel handbag, you bet your butt I'm still going to be I, buying Cadbury. I, I know advent you calendars. will be. Like, <laughs> That's I, so funny. I, I honestly like the stigma around socials. And I think, I think it's our age group really from like the 25 to the 40, mm-hmm. there's this idea that you, to be socially accepted in some clicks, you need to own something designer or you need to be prom- like not promoting cause not everyone is an influencer, but you need to be like, Oh, look at me. Yeah. Look at what I have. But yeah. can you afford that? No, some people can't, they're just yeah, doing yeah. it for the show off kind of thing. And I yeah. feel like that's. That kind of jumps into that market. A hundred percent. So I think like maybe it, like even if, because like majority of the people looking at the TikToks that have gone viral, they're not also buying, like they're not even the people that are buying the calendar. Like I, I just don't think that the people that are watching this, they're either not buying and therefore it makes no difference mm-hmm. or they they are buying and they still just don't care. Like yeah. the fact that Chanel put out something that's not maybe not worth what people were forced to spend for it, that does not like who, 
who cares really? If you've got if you've got five grand to put down on a handbag, you're not going to care that someone spent a lot on a dust bag. <laughs> Plus, like, <laughs> I I just got to get over that. But like the he- people who are buying that handbag, they just they're buying handbags. Yeah, handbags, <laughs> plural. <laughs> yeah, like they have that cash in the bank. Yeah. And they're not worrying about some TikTok nope. that's shaming a thing because at the end of the day, they're buying a different product. Yeah, exactly. They're completely different categories. Which is why I think this will have nothing to do with Chanel's overall brand. I agree. And like the fact that like they they haven't got any videos on their TikTok, they haven't been using TikTok. So it's not like that's where they were even going for like, even if, like they have probably thought it like in, and definitely in retrospect they're like okay well our products can reach 80 million people on tiktok i it's don't like a demographic no i don't think like, they've obviously thought to themselves it's not worth our time it's not worth hiring our you know a tiktok social media mm-hmm. account manager it's we're not going to get enough money from that to bother so why would being why would getting negative press there bother yeah. them? It just wouldn't. I also feel like the Chanel demographic is like one step over us as well. Like I feel like they, a lot of people who do like buy their products are from like mid thirties and up because I it agree. is it is more of a luxury brand. And I do, like and the, <laughs> they're not buying they're not buying advent calendars anymore. If they are, it's no. for their kids. Exactly. I was like, who would buy this? Probably someone like a young person who saves up their money and really wants it. And that, yeah, they're going to do their open, probably going to unbox it on Instagram or whatever. Um, Or maybe someone buys it for their partner or whatever, like Mm -hmm. as a little treat for Christmas time. Like it's not, it's not like to me, and I know that Chanel's clientele is broader than this, but to me, Chanel is like at minimum 30 and over. Mm -hmm. I agree. I like, I would, and in terms of like my perception of the brand, it's like even older. It's like, you know, probably like very well off middle-aged people. Yeah. I like, you know, some blonde lady in the Hamptons. Like that's my perception of Chanel. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so I just, I just don't think that like, they're not the same people. It's Mm-mm. like, and yes, those people can be on TikTok. Like I'm not saying there's no TikTok, there's no Chanel buyers on TikTok, but they're just, they're so separate. And I, uh, I like the way I think about it is, You've got twelve hundred dollars to spend on an advent calendar. Yep. Save a bit more. You can almost buy yourself a handbag. Yeah, or, like, or a wallet or something. Like you can you can you're so close to there. But bags. then that's there's that thing that then you're spending two grand on something rather yeah. than the twelve hundred. So that's the difference in the demographic. Yes. And the people are also expecting if they're spending their eleven hundred dollars that they're getting twenty seven products. They think that they're getting a steal. They're like, yes, I'm going to have like all these so Chanel much more. Products. Yeah, that's right. And they're not. Also, read the description on the website. That too. And I think like the the Chanel brand, like it's not some ultra modern Mm-mm. appealing to the Gen Zers. They're not doing anything new and fresh to ke- well, not new and fresh, but like to keep up with that. Not at all. And like, it's, and it's fine. Like, that's just not what they're, that's mm-hmm. not what they're about. That's not how they're targeting. Like I was looking at the other luxury houses on TikTok to see what they're doing just to be like, how does Chanel compare? Yep. They're like a bunch of them are on there. Like I had a look at YSL, Dior, uh, Gucci, mm-hmm. YSL and Dior, like they're not really leaning into the TikTok thing. They're just kind of posting their runways and their traditional ads and stuff. Yep. 
yours was like maybe a little more TikToky. Like they had a behind the scenes video of like them making a bag. Yep. But I looked at Gucci's and I was like, oh, Gucci are actually like, they're actually trying a little bit. Yeah, they actually are. And I've actually noticed a few um, influencers jump on yeah. with Gucci. Um, Jade Tonchi. Oh, yeah. So she posted an ad the other yeah, day. So she did, um, she posted her behind, was it behind the scenes that she shared or the actual she, ad? I can't remember ad. what I've seen. Um, but yeah, so she's working with Gucci and she's yeah. like doing paid work with Gucci. And yeah. I feel like, see, I picture Gucci as that demographic. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more accessible. accessible it is. They have for, a much lower barrier yeah. barrier to entry. Yeah, and so they they are they're coming into these social platforms because they've got the audience there. And like they like the influencer thing is really important because that's like that is how you appeal to the mm-hmm. people that are on TikTok and like younger people. Like I had a look through their TikTok on Gucci, and they have like so their ambassadors are like Miley Cyrus. Who else was there? There was like the one of the singers from EXO. They're a K-pop group. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry Styles has done like ads with them. They but they also have like Sienna Miller, who to me she's like, you know, the generation above me were probably super into her as an yeah. actress. So they're kind of a they're oh, and there was also like uh, like famous TikTokers who they like they got someone to come do like a makeup tutorial. So they're appear they're. A, appealing really broadly yeah but mostly to young people yeah and I think that's because they kind of get it they're kind of sensing that this young generation wants to f- like fit in and have that social status of owning a designer product yeah. and they're coming in at a chi- like, like like what you said a cheaper yeah. entry point for them yeah to be and, able to do that and like a bunch of like on Instagram and TikTok as well but like a bunch of those fashion houses I like they ju- they do collaborations with the influencers like yeah like Jada did the Gucci one um she also did a Burberry one the other day there was a couple of influencers I follow I think she's doing yeah I seen the actually the the Burberry Burberry one I seen a few doing that yeah so at the crown right uh yes exactly and like I have seen like before COVID Chanel were doing influencer things but they have like I feel like the influencer circle is a lot tighter. Like it's a different demographic, mm-hmm. um, much like like they they would often like invite the kind of like the those influencers that are like from the magazine era, yeah. like um, people like Eleanor Pendleton and like a few of those other um, like they're they're still super relevant but their background is more like the magazine and like maybe the digital magazines and stuff but like that was like the the 2010s to like the noughties to 2010s like Mm -hmm. magazines were king and like that's it was like that high fashion like obsession and I feel like Chanel kind of is still trying to exist in that area Mm -hmm. whereas Gucci YSL all that they're just like they're influencers come at me yeah (laughs) and like what a way to do it yeah, I feel like it's like I'm I'm easily influenced. A hundred percent. Like I, if I see Jade post a new bag, I'm like, Fuck, absolutely, that's a nice bag. Like, I like that bag. A hundred percent. And like it's seeing that, like seeing her TikTok and like I think she posts it as a reel. Like mm-hmm. the, like the, I feel like it's much more intimate to like you know a television ad or whatever. Like those, yeah, they're very distant. They're not like. I'm not in my uh, bed scrolling no. when I see and that. And I also think it's like um, a little bit more personal because well, like influence, influ- a lot of influence influences are personal. Yeah. They share a lot with you. So you get to know them and then 
a lot of the times they only share products that they endorse, right? Yeah. Like, that it's Not only because they're getting paid for it, but yeah. because they actually like the product. Yeah. So they're building that trust. They've built that trust with you first. Yeah. And then they're promoting an item Absolutely. that they believe in. So you're going to believe their opinion, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's a very smart way for brands to get Absolutely. in with their consumers because they don't need to work as hard. That influencer has already built that trust with that 100%. audience. So they're just got to feed that through in like, well, Jade's like, she's pretty creative with what she comes up with. Yeah. So they need to just come up with a creative way to feed that through. And a hundred percent that's going to sell to that. Oops. Sorry. <laughs> um, to, to the audience. That's an amazing point because when I think of like those, like Dior comes to mind where it's like the perfume ads, mm-hmm. you see those ads and it's like, either a model that you don't know or it's like an actor that's like I don't know Natalie Portman or someone like that yep I don't feel a whole lot when I see those like and if I don't like the person that they've chosen it's actually really negative when I see them yeah that's right and so like I me seeing like a Dior perfume ad I have no desire to buy a Dior Mm -hmm. perfume I love you Dior but I don't want to um but when I see like Jade works with Dior. Hi, Jade, for all the shout outs she's getting. <laughs> she works with Probably Dior. She's doing a great job. She is. And I see her do like, you know, she'll get sent a Dior bag. She'll like do stories with it where she's like trying it on. She'll chuck it on with an outfit. But like, that's exactly the content she's posting when she's not doing an ad. Like yeah. she's showing. It's, it's all herself, right? It's all yeah. her personality, 100% through everything. Yeah, there's not really, there's not like a distinction between an ad and not an ad because no. they all feel the very authentic. And so that's that's why influencer advertising works. Like Absolutely. People can, they can feed that out to so many different influencers to hit a different, like to hit different target markets. Yeah. Like Jade might not have a lot of um, like, I don't know, maybe they don't, she doesn't have a lot of male influencers. I mean, sorry, followers. followers. So then they'll hit a male influencer. 100%. Like her, her partner, she's using both. Oh, right. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> They're both beautiful. Oh, phenomenal couple. Yeah. But yeah, doing it so well. Like yeah. brands that are jumping on board the influencer train, yeah. 100% go you. It's a very smart tactic it for is. your brand. Like even thinking about like uh, when we were talking about branding and brands that we like. Um, I mentioned bed threads a couple of episodes ago and that I was thinking about it because like I also just bought bed sheets from I Love Linen and I actually prefer those bed sheets. They're they're gingham, so I'm obsessed with gingham. <laughs> I really like them. Anyway, but I was like in my head I was like, why do I like bed threads more still? Like and it's because of their advertising. Be, yeah. They use influencers. They collaborate with like you know, like the people that I'm following all the time, like they'll have, they'll go to someone's house, like, um, and show their bedroom and it's someone that I've been following for years. So I'm like, heck yeah, that person. <laughs> and it makes me like bed threads. And so, and like, they also like, it's also the products they use, but yeah. that, that they sell, but like most of why I like bed threads is because when I see them on my Instagram, I'm like, hell yes, I like that content. Mm-hmm. Whereas I live linen, like no offense, they're just posting beds. Like, yeah. and, and it looks sexy, but it's like, it's a bed. It's a bed. And so... I want to see someone in that bed or like I, run, yeah, someone that, around in someone that, that sheet. Someone that I know. <laughs> Some influencer I like. Um, like influence, influencer marketing isn't the only way to get a good reputation, but like it works. It's uh, especially... Such a strong approach. In this like digital age. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it works. Yeah. So all of that <laughs> to say, 
I don't think that this is going to affect Chanel. Um, 100% agree. It will not. They have their market. Yeah. The TikTok fans are not their market. No. All the people giving them backlash, not their market. Read the description on the website. Yeah. Yes. And and at best, it's a third of their market because it's that like lower yeah, price right. beauty product. Like the people that have multiple Chanel bags, upwards of five grand, upwards of 20 grand, like whatever price point, those people don't care. No, they don't. They're they not don't buying care. the advent calendars either. I on it and like I have a Chanel perfume that I like and like so that puts me in the category of these advent calendars like the lower price mm-hmm. I'm still gonna buy it I love that perfume mm, that's right doesn't change my opinion of Chanel that mm-hmm. they like they disclosed it it was just bad value yeah 100% agree but very interesting to see how how brands react to damage control yeah and in like not that this was like this isn't a huge gaffe for chanel no but it's interesting that their response is just kind of like hunkered down they gave their statement being like this is what happened but they're pretty much ignoring it just waiting for it to blow over i think that's probably the best yeah absolutely wait until people forget no need to retaliate yeah so well that pretty much wraps up our chat about brand reputation and damage control Mm -hmm. it's pretty fun one i really actually like that me too um if you want to get involved in our chats, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at the WCN pod. Yes. We're happy to respond to anything. Absolutely. Leave us some love, engage with us. We want to know what you're thinking yes. and stay tuned for whatever comes next. Bye. Bye.